So I'm just going to go in and analyze this segment that I did. My first segment, quote unquote, first one, yin and yang frequency and how I am feeling about it. First of all, the tone of my in my vo- voice and how I... I guess uh, delivered this message wasn't as concrete as I would like it to be. So, in that essence, I will probably redo it. Uh, definitely. And um, start off by saying yin and yang frequency. What do I mean by that, first of all? Um, as you guys know, or for those that are don't know, yin and yang means the, the the forces between dark and bright, light and dark, or in metaphysical terms, as above so below, so when it so within, so without. Um, infinity into beyond is the circle of life. What is the epitome of life? Um, duality, etc. So um, we got that covered. Now, um, what I wanted to em- emphasize on this, I started off about talking about I've been vic- under victim or under the energies of depression of the jang part of the lower part um and um yeah i uh <laughs> it it went deep there um it went deep i can say this that um I think anyone in life, especially when you go through like pivotal moments in your life, you are subject to having a depressive mind state, mental state, uh, where it can really turn your life upside down. I actually wanted to read like... um, a take from a fellow friend that wrote this about her like unification and understanding the inter- the intersection of her uh, depression. And she was actually diagnosed with depression. Uh, we're not really in that same alignment, but here we go. She wrote my soul, this is from her book, actually, but, um, her name is Elizabeth Pen- Pent- Pettinghall, Pettingill, guy, I'm so bad with names, anyways, Pettingill, there we go, she wrote in her book, my soul was the one that needed the treatment, it needed for me to feel reconnected, unified, and in perfect alignment with love, 
as opposed to fear, like it like it had been until now. It needed for me to be freed from human conditionings such as judgment. It needed me to heal from a disease called super, superiority. My soul needed for my ego, quote unquote, mind, to yield to my heart, aka feelings. The Persian was simply a tool used by my soul to let me know that something wasn't right and to make me pay close attention to it. And I also do believe that Jim Carrey has like a similar quote as well. I'm not really finished with her take on the introspecting of her introspecting uh, her stages of depression, but Jim Carrey or something similar. It's very like profound. Let me just. In the meantime, I realized that um, I needed to kind of explain myself um, more con- more firm in this first seg- segment. So, Jim Carrey writes, he's a little bit more vulgar in his uh, saying, he says, depression is your body saying, fuck you. I do not want to be this character anymore. I do not want to hold up this avatar that you have created in the world. Meaning, he doesn't want to wear a mask anymore. Like, that is why people are depressed. Because people are walking around not acting from their core self. Not acting from their authenticity. And that's my annihilation of it. Um, but on to my friend Elizabeth. I was finally ready to admit to myself that as crazy as as it sounded, everything that I ever wanted and needed, everything that I ever dreamed of was inside of me and inside of me only. It was the time for me to start shifting my consciousness. It was the time for me to decide whether I wanted to continue to live in ignorance, whether I wanted to remain on the path of of unawareness that inevitably led to pain and suffering or whether I wanted to choose to abolish the illusion and free myself from it and free myself from it once and for all instead and I chose to free myself whenever my mind started to attempt to protest I would tell myself and when she says protest uh, she means in the essence of not letting her like be free of the depression of the lower energies that's keeping her in a state of mind that it's not for her highest good. So she goes on to say to break that quote unquote um, lower energy with depression. You had a good run for three decades. Or oh, I, I, I can refer to depression in terms of, I guess, in her state, the voices in her head. So she goes on to say, Tell her, tell herself to break, break yourself from that situation. You had a good run for three decades now, so she was suffering this for like for that amount of time. 
It took me this far, and I'm thankful to you for for that. This though, as far as he, this though, is as far as he can go. You cannot take me any further, and you know that. You have been in charge of, of me and my life for this long. Now it's time to pass this leadership to my heart, where I'm headed. Only heart knows how to get there. And then, you know, goes on for a bit. But I'll just kind of be pivotal with the things she writes about. Um, she said, Only when we remain truthful with ourselves ourselves and others, no matter how difficult and painful that might be, is when we can truly free ourselves. Step one. So she has like a program how to kind of detach yourself from the illusion that is depression. Decided that the only real world, real, you know what? I think that would be kind of enough for me to quote from her book. Um... Yeah, you. I usually don't get word vomit like this, but I guess I don't know. You just have to deal with it. But one pivotal thing she said in her kind of breaking her free from depression was, forgive and accept everything and everyone, including yourself, and practice forgiveness and acceptance on a daily basis. Now, um, I found that to be like freaking awesome. And helpful, actually. I'm very transparent. And that was from my fellow, I call her my soul sis, Elizabeth Pettingill. I probably butchered her last name like three times. Anyway. And um, to, get, to go on with the analysis of my first segment, the yin and yang, where... The foundation of the segment was based on depression and sharing my experience and the whole take on it. Very philosophical take on the the essence of what is life. Is there a purpose? Is there a meaning? Is is it all vanity? So I kind of draw from the and you know the philosophy of it all and you know based on scripture so well as well from the Bible. So there's a part in the Bible called Ecclesiastics. And it's kind of the more, like the youth person, I guess. Or he writes as a youth, uh, in such a way where his take on life is not really spiritual, but more so Philosophical. There, there's a lot of philosoph- philosophy and spirituality in general, but he's just not on the route with being spiritual. So he's just questioning everything and if it's worth it. And it's like I used to kind of feel um, at that time in my life. When dealing with the illusion of depression, I uh, felt very relatable to this youngster in ecclesiastics. And uh, there were two segment, and um, yeah.
I said that he was kind of probably one of the most depressing person in the book, even though a lot of other people went through a lot more hardships than that person did in that segment in the book. But it was a very realistic output on the take of life. You know, is it all in vain? Or is it all vanity? And what does it, it serve, you know? If we, um, for example, I'm going to really stray away from religion and spirituality for a bit and kind of view it from this person's perspective. If we pray like five times a day, if we worship and sing praises to the Lord our God um, every day, you know, if we go to mosque, if we go to church, if we go to temple, if we, you know, remember Jesus Christ in terms of Christianity as the Lord and Savior, if we celebrate, you know, Eid and, and Bairam and, and Ramadan, you know, in, in terms of, like, Islam and etc. and do all these holidays because of the significance of what was told one should do to become a certain person in their life. Is there a point in it all, you know? And he was really, really questioning it. And then he was also questioning his life in general. You know, if you're happy, good, is that like, is that a good life? Or if you do good, that is that does that mean that you will receive good in the afterlife? Um, you know, he's like, if you do this, you be happy, but then. If you don't do that, you won't be happy. And it's like, I don't even have sense. Example, you know, how when people are judgmental, they'd be like, Ugh. so I'm really drafting from, like, the olden days now when people used to say, oh, if you don't go to church, you will, like, go to hell. Or, you know, if you go to parties, it's not good for you. Or right, in terms of Islam, they would be like, Oh, you know, if you smoke and drink or if you do this, they'd be like, oh, that's haram and all that stuff. You know, that's sin and, you know, everything is watched upon. But in reality, it's watched upon the people, you know, but they kind of use it as a as a shield, as a stepping stone, as God is watching you. And, you know, I'm kind of the messenger the person, and it's usually like the person that's judging and that's like, you know, if you do this on the third, you know, God won't deal with you. And that's why a lot of people, I think youngsters feel some type of way when it comes to uh, religion. But they do it anyways because it's part of the culture, it's part of the family, it's part of part of everything now um that you grew up in you know i um 
so he has a lot of thoughts about everything and one of the the, the uh, in terms of the same part so he said something about you know if you if you drink if you drink you know if you become drunk that like does it really matter though like are you really like separate from God and whatever or you know what is it to be righteous what is it to do right you know and after all his questions and going back and forth and really kind of living life because he was in his, the person that were ecclesiastics or was in a state of mind. He's like, I've done everything like below the sun. I've done everything. I've been the wildest of wildest. Uh, and then also being the quote unquote saint of saints. And he's, and the person is like, like, okay, so what's the point of it all? He's like, I did this, like, in terms of him being the saint of the saints, like, clean in terms of, I guess, the culture, what's what's worth and to, to be as what's right. He did that, but he didn't feel any different. You know, he he felt okay, but he, he felt okay because it was probably the perception of how things that was supposed to be okay felt like and um and how people you know react to it and it's the same thing as um if he was the wildest of wildest he admitted like you know it was fun and all that but then because I think because he was very consciously aware of what he was doing living in the moment he realized you know, this is some crap, you know. So what's what's the right way? What's the right path? And all in all the segments and all the you know, moments in trying everything between yin and yang. I think that's why I referenced from that scripture. You know, the the final conclusion was love the Lord. And with all your mind, like, you can have so much knowledge, you can do so much things, you know, whatever it is, point of it all, just love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. That's it. Focus on God. That's it. Like, your relation with God. And everything else is pretty much vanity. So, in essence of, like how you get to be righteous or how you get to be quote-unquote right with God is just build that relationship. That's his take on it. And then he finally wrote, and I think after that, I really, after that segment, he's like, um, I think he got a word from God and he, he was like, um, I'm trying to remember it. I do have Bibles there. It's just the... But okay, um, I'm going by memory. I've read the Bible so many times. Uh, it's engraved in my, in my system, in my DNA. So he goes on to say, after, you know, the whole fo- focus on God, and that's all that matters because 
That's all that matters. Really, your relationship with God, that's all that matters. Like, simple. You know, it ain't, it ain't that deep. And he goes on to say, because he got the word from God, the Lord, and then he's like, you will, like, remember me in the days of your, like, I guess, dark times. So, um, remember the days when it's dark because, you know, you will have good days, but you will have dark days as well. And the duality of it all will always exist. But at the end of the day, what matters is your relationship with God. That's what matters. Nothing else. doesn't matter what anyone says. It doesn't matter if you go to temple or not. It doesn't matter if you go to mosque or not or go to church or not. It doesn't matter. Now, that's all good if you perceive it as good. It's how you react to it. It's all good. But, uh, how do I say this? When you take it into your own hands of wanting to learn more, so in terms of scripture and praying and talking to God, it's, I find it best to do it you know, without the influence of other people, you know, something that you have to kind of do for yourself, because I know how things can get very tainted, you know, with with the, the essence of, and the influence of, like, people surrounding, and it can make you feel some type of way about God in general, or about mosque, or about church, or about the temple, you know, or any of the sources. I know. Yeah. I think personally that's why a lot of people are very drawn to like Buddhism because it's like now I'm just being a little bit biased here, but it's more so like how you don't really have to pay the needs of others, you know, or like pay the pay the needs of the influence of others, you know. Um, so yeah, I think that was it, and I think what I also wanted to add was. Um, You know, trying to build that relationship with God yourself. I feel like I'm repeating myself. But it's evident, you know, because at the end of the day, when you uh, finish this life path on earth, it's, it's between you and God, you know? You're not going to roll up, roll up, roll in. Uh, 
reincarnate, whatever you want to, however you want to take it, like, you know, back to source, with everybody else, it's literally between you and the divine, so, yeah. Now, it's been a minute now, but, uh, or not physically, but, um, yeah, just, um, I think that's all. If I don't sound sound correct now, I uh, apologize. This is a process. This whole thing. Um, so it's just my philosophical take on it. Thank you for listening.